Welcome to the Marketing Home, Marketing You podcast. Week after week, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing brings you quality conversations with industry leaders, mini marketing workshops, and step-by-step guides on everything marketing, business, and career growth. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some outside-the-box ideas from the girl that lives inside the shipping container box. Tony, I'm so excited to do essentially a part two of the Marketing Home Marketing You episode. Welcome back. Hey, I'm excited to be here. I feel uh, uh, older, wiser, uh, and more wrinkles, more gray hair, but I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me back. I'm the same. Okay, let me tell you something. So in preparation for this conversation, I went back and listened to our first conversation can I just say we sounded younger back then? <laughs> I was I was hoping you would speak for yourself, but but uh, it sounds like I sounded younger as well, uh, which doesn't surprise me. I, I'd like to think I sound wiser, uh, but I'm not sure that's the case either. But no, it's I'm excited to be here. Obviously, a lot of life has lived over the last couple of years, and um, yeah, I'd like to think we we probably we we've, we've learned a lot over the last couple of years. I think so too. Here's what was so incredible for those that didn't listen to the episode. It was episode 12, the employee whisperer candidate hacker, and it aired February 25th of 2020. Think about like the timing of things. And uh, isn't that crazy? You know, I went back, uh, I think I told you, I went back a couple of weeks ago and just listened to it. Uh, just, just kind of want to, wanted to kind of see what we talked about and and the crazy thing to me, and I don't know if this was your observation, I'm sure the audience is like, get on with this, Tony, but um, I felt a lot of what we talked about was so, uh, in some ways, ahead of our time, but still so relevant, which was mind blowing to me. And and we, you know, we shot that even before February, but, um, you know, even then, I, I felt like the topics that we were discussing and talking about almost led us into what the challenge was ahead that we didn't know. Okay, so this is why you and I are so like the same brain, because literally my notes say ahead of its time. That was like my next sentence. I listened to it and everything that we talked about and everything that you dug into was so much about what I want to talk about today and kind of this fast forward trajectory of personal branding, recruiting, leadership, all the things that I think people are now really paying attention to what you're doing, but you have been doing this for a while. And so I wanted to start by sharing something that I thought was so good. You mentioned at the beginning of that episode, you said, you know, to the hiring managers, you're also on stage when you're hiring. You said, you know, the outdated way is as a hiring manager, you saying, prove to me you're worthy. And instead, your method was, hey, this is who we are. This is why we'd love for you and your skill sets to be a part of this. And this is how we see the future. And everything that you said was almost like a glimpse into what I've been seeing you really live and and breathe into the last three years. So can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think the, the pandemic... Uh, really highlighted that in so many different ways. And, and I think last year was known as as the great transition or the great resignation or wh- whatever term we want to use. But it was on the heels of how I think employees and people felt their supervisors and bosses and companies uh, handled them and worked with them during a very, uh, a very scary time, a crisis, quite frankly. And many didn't leave during that year. Uh, I noticed, uh, but they didn't, they didn't forget 
uh, how things were handled. And, and then so you saw the following year in 21 and probably early 22, still a lot of shifts. And, and so I, I think to that point, you know, really this um, two way street of relationship, both employer, interviewee, interviewer. Um, is a real thing. And I think people are really recognizing that today, that when you go in and speak to uh, someone about a job opportunity, that you really need to learn uh, about the job and about the people leading you in that role. And and yeah, we talked about that a couple of years ago, but it, but it's more important than ever before. And I think the reason why it's so much more important now is I think people have recalibrated post-pandemic to Really, I think solidifying themselves, what's important to them, family, friends, time, you know, time with family and friends. I think we all really quickly saw that the world went sideways and the world can go sideways really quickly. And if you don't have your priorities set, uh, you can get swept up in that and, and then, you know, deal with a whole bunch of other consequences getting swept up in that. So, um, no, it, it's still amazing to me that a lot of those things that we talked about were just so relevant. And then now, really, I think coming full bloom post-pandemic. Absolutely. So I kind of want to segue. I think this is a perfect segue into what I think people want to really know from you. So <laughs> I have watched as your voice has gotten stronger and has gotten clearer over the last few years. I think when we had that conversation, you were really honing in on, you know, on this, this voice that is you, but I feel like it has just continued to amplify. And I really feel people are paying attention to what you're doing now. There's probably a lot of curiosity for those that are following you on LinkedIn and, you know, and on other networks. I think they're curious, you know, you have built a very strong personal brand. So before we dig into that, what to you is, is personal branding? Well, you know, it, it, it's what everyone talks about. I mean, it, ultimately, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's your reputation. And, and I wanted some say in that. Uh, and and I, I'm somebody that is, is self-aware. And also, I hear the conversations that are had about me when I'm not there. And so, for me, I really wanted to make a very concerted effort to be a part of that conversation and help uh, build a reputation that I knew of myself. And I think those around me, close to me, both family, friends, colleagues knew of me as well. And um, so I've strived to do that. And, and that ultimately was the goal. It, it wasn't what it is today. Today is, is, is what it's become and it's flattering and overwhelming and, uh, and I'm just so honored that people seem to really you know, sort of take my message and understand what's happening and I think become inspired for themselves to create their own brand. But at the end of the day, it, it's about your reputation. And, and what's really important to me is that who I am in real life, and, and we're friends and, and I hope you believe this to be true, is who I am, you know, in this sort of uh, online world or LinkedIn or social media. Um, and so I strive really hard to be the same person. And there's still, you know, there's still echoes and, and discussions about is is he, is he not? Um, that is that is my effort, is to be the same person both online and in real life. And I don't have a ghostwriter. Uh, the things that happen, uh, the accomplishments, the, the, the failures, uh, the thoughts, they're all mine. And um, I just put them out there for the community and the network to to be a part of. And, and I'm just honored and flattered and so appreciative uh, that I've garnered so much support over the last few years and you know 
where the rocket ship goes, who knows, but I, I'm blessed where I'm at. RPM is an amazing company. I have amazing leaders and just feel really privileged to be where I'm at today. So really you equate personal brand to your reputation, what people are saying about you, you know, as a friend, you know, I know things, you know, I know how you are, but for those that to expand your reach, that then has kind of translated into this online world. And when you and I finished the segment last time, I asked what word was really important for you to be remembered by, and you said authentic. So does authenticity play a huge part in how that brand is built, but also how it's lived? Yeah, I just I just pushed something out uh, today, you know, radical, radical authenticity. Um, that That's how I try to live my life, uh, both personally and professionally, is what you see is what you get. Uh, I'll keep it 100 with you uh, in, in all ways. You'll ask me my opinion. I'll be honest with you. I know how to craft my opinion and give you feedback in a way that's constructive and professional, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. And I think that's what, what people expect today in today's professional world. Um, and not even professional, I think personal world, people just want people to level with them. I think the last couple of years, we've all had to navigate through information and we're just kind of tired of, of a lot of that. Just, just, just level with me. And that's what I've really tried to do both online and, and, you know, in my real life. All right. So let's talk personal branding as a bigger strategy. Why do you think it's so important now as we're going into a new year, 2023, everything that's happened in the last two years, why is personal branding important to multifamily professionals or any professional really? We'll get right back to our conversation. But before we do, I just wanted to remind you, if you haven't already, go to sproutmonthly.com. There you can subscribe to our monthly digital magazine and make sure you subscribe your team also. This will give them an endless supply of ideas for the upcoming two months for their marketing, their resident events, their retention, social media, plus all these conversations that we have on the podcast. You'll also see these interviews inside of the magazines too. So Make sure you go to sproutmonthly.com. You'll also get access to tons of free resources. All right, let's get back to it. Well, I think it, I think it just allows people to get to know you better. I mean, I think it just allows the community of people in whatever industry. We happen to be a multifamily. Um, I, I think I think there's sections of the population uh, that believe branding or personal branding is is a is a bad thing or a four letter word or dangerous or you know, this person's doing this. So therefore we should be concerned that they're trying to do something else. That's, that's really not the case. And really has never been my case uh, at all. It, it's been really just to, to allow people to get to know me better, to, to control the message on my reputation um, and who I am and what I believe and, and get to know others better. So, so I, I try and, I try to simplify it. Um, I, I, I don't think of it as a very devious thing. Um, I have colleagues and, and people I work with and work for me that also have a bit of a brand or personal brand, which all that means is just reputation that's known. Um, a brand can be bad or good. Uh, ideally, you want to, you know, create a good reputation or a good brand, I, I would imagine. But, um, you know, so, so ultimately, I, I think it's just about that. It's about you know, allowing people to get to know you a little bit better, your thoughts, your feelings, how you think about things, who your family is. Um, I, I've been excited. The most exciting thing for me in, in, in kind of this growing momentum has been for me to help, uh, you know, I think be a part of the narrative going forward, that it's okay to talk about your family. It's okay to talk about your shortcomings. It's okay to, uh, to not be perfect um, because I see it 
you know, close to me, you know, in the professional world that, that, that we feel as though we can't talk about these things, but the reality is all those things are, are who we are. And so when we try to pretend that they're not, or we try to hide them under a rock, uh, it, it just really is, I think, ultimately, you know, it conflicts our heart and who we are and ultimately doesn't allow us to shine. So that makes a lot of sense. So when you picked your platform, you know, there's so many social platforms nowadays. Why did you choose to go, you know, heavy on LinkedIn versus, <laughs> say, Instagram? You and I've had this conversation because, you know, I love my Instagram. Well, I asked my my five-year-old daughter, I said, is it TikTok or is it LinkedIn? What should I do? And it turned out to be LinkedIn. No, I mean, LinkedIn has just uh, grown into what it is for me. Uh, you you know, and, and many that follow me, I'm, I'm on other social platforms. Uh, my messages are different. My photos are different. Uh, you know, those other platforms, I understand the norms, the cultural norms there. Facebook is... If you're looking for a fight, that's where you go. Instagram is a photo share, right? And then LinkedIn, of course, is sort of this combination, hopefully less fighting than anything, but a photo share and a thought share, education share, networking opportunity. Um, but really LinkedIn for me, you know, I'm an, I'm a, <laughs> I'm an OG LinkedIn user. So, so I, I've, I've been on the space for probably 10, 12 years. Uh, and, and when it was a ghost town, nobody was there, no one knew what that is. And so now it's sort of exploding as a professional network, uh, that you can play, have fun network, uh, also, you know, learn things. I think there's a lot of opportunities to educate ourselves and learn on this platform as well. So I'm excited to be here. Frankly, you know, I wish, I wish I could tell your audience that, you know, it was a strategic decision to be on LinkedIn seven years ago because I knew it would it would come to be what it is today. I didn't know that. I was just trying to meet people, find people. When I moved to Texas, I didn't know anyone here. And so I, I just used that platform to get to know people, build my network, you know, in, in a very genuine way. And, and I knew what I did know because I did have some experience 12 plus years ago, 12, 15 years ago as a social media manager. The best way to 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 be in touch with the most amount of people wasn't in person anymore. Uh, it was changing to be online. And as a as an early AOL user uh, in chat rooms and others, uh, I, I, you know, as a, as a young person, I, I figured out that the world is online and it's only becoming more online. And and that's where the people are and that's where the fishes are. And, and great recruiters know that you fish where the fish are. And so so that's really where it started. The company I was with at the time didn't have a recruiting department. And so it was on me to figure out and build this network. And so I just I, I went to work. And I realized that um, providing more information about who I was, I found that people were more drawn to that. And ultimately, that created sort of the momentum that is today. But um, it takes some time. It takes some time to build confidence, to be able to sort of put some information out. I recall, you know, uh, reading quotes and other things like that. And I thought, you know what? I have thoughts. I have ideas. <laughs> I guess we call them quotes. And uh, I started to put them out there. And um, what I quickly realized was that, uh, people thought the same way um, or they had similar ideas or thoughts. And so, so that started to build in, you know, with engagement and other things. And so that was exciting. Um, but it also takes a level of courage to be able to put yourself out there like that. I think most people actually, I think that's the biggest thing that holds them back on that particular platform um, is because they don't want to, they don't want to really sort of be too vulnerable there because this is a professional network and I can't be too, 
uh, vulnerable uh, because that's not professional. Uh, that game is changing pretty rapidly, and and I'm I'm happy to play a part in that with others, you included, to 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 show people that you can be somewhat vulnerable there. Be careful about TMI, of course, um, but but you know being authentic and and vulnerable, uh, in my opinion, frankly, shows strength. I think that's why people have so connected with your message is because it's not always like, hey, look at me, I'm doing everything right. And I think the vulnerability, the authenticity gives people a real connection point to say, hey, if Tony, who others know, is okay to share this, I'm okay to share some of this too. So that's a well, huge- yeah, And to that point, Barbara, and you can see in some of the content that I put out, it's been purposeful in, in the fact that I would never normally post anything on a weekend on a professional network because we're, you know, it's the weekend. But but I, I've realized that people are listening uh, to maybe what what I'm saying. And 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 the voice I know that I have is sometimes for mid-level management or site teams. Um, and I thought it was important that they knew what I did on the weekends. And, and oftentimes it is it is relaxing and it's recharging with my family and, and doing the things I love. And, and I thought it was important to provide them some visibility into my life a bit. Um, and I found that people uh, <laughs> have interestingly enjoyed that. I'll, I'll tell you one post not that long ago. Uh, I think I posted something of, of me watering my lawn with my chicken legs and, 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 and the engagement there and the love and the support and the, and the lack of ridicule, which I thought was going to happen. Frankly, I was, even myself a bit nervous about posting that white leg, chicken leg photo of myself watering my lawn in uh, kind of a ritual that I do Sundays, just gardening and, and landscaping a bit, you know, helps settle me in, uh, you know, for the Monday ahead. And, and I found that so many other people started to share what they do on their Sunday evenings to prepare for the week. So um, things like that trigger things in my own heart and mind that, you know, th there's an audience there and they're listening and they, and they, and they, they want to continue to participate in this conversation. And, and I'm happy in any way that I can to help lead that. So two things. I missed that post because I would have commented on your chicken legs just to keep it to keep it real. I'm, I'm still a little embarrassed. <laughs> Going back to find it. But number two, I think you and I really connected on that conversation about how, you know, it's almost like giving people permission that they certainly don't need from us, but almost to say like, hey, we recognize the need to recharge and spend time with our families. And we know you can't do it all and you can't be at this pace 24 seven. And I think sometimes when they just see a familiar face, that they might think is working 24 seven and we shine a light on, you know, we work hard, but it's not about the forever constant grind. I find that to be similar to you, the most uh, engaging content that I get back to is people are just like, thanks for saying it's okay. And it's, it's kind of funny because it's really like, it's not for me to say it's okay, but it makes it feel like we're all in this together a bit. Well, and, and I've seen a change and a pivot in your content over the, over the last year or two towards this is, you know, a lot more, uh, content towards your garden and the walks and mental health and, and things that you're, you know, working through as well. And, you know, as a leader, as you are, as I am, you know, sometimes this community, you know, we need to go first, right? And that's the essence of, 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 and the definition of leadership is no one's in front of you. So sometimes you have to take, uh, have to have the courage and take the risk to go first. And, and so in a lot of ways, uh, I, I have been ready and willing uh, even though, you know, posting a photo of my chicken legs made me a little nervous, I, I still thought in my mind and heart that it was probably the right thing to do to tell this community, I, I have my own ways of preparing for Monday, you know, feel free to share your ways. And, and it became a very engaged 
engaged message there. And, and for that, I was I was humbled and, of course, flattered that people engaged uh, with that and, of course, did not tease me. <laughs> so let's dig into this a little because, you know, people might look at you and for those that know you there, you have a journalist background. So, you know, you know how to craft a story, you know how to write an engaging caption. And I feel like that's, a, a, you know, a skill. So someone might feel like, man, how do I even begin to craft an online presence? Any advice that you give to someone like that? Well, you know, it's the same advice that I give somebody that they're that they ask about writing, writing skills or fashion or anything like that is there's a lot of things that we see on social media while you're scrolling. Uh, and really, I also believe there's nothing really new under the sun. Right. So right. we see and we're inspired by different things. And then you sort of take it and you craft it and make it your own. So, you know, if if I'm somebody that 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 you admire or respect my writing skills, you know, follow and, and see how I go about doing it. Uh, you're a wonderful writer yourself, and 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 there's quite a few out there that that do a wonderful job of crafting a message. Um, you know, utilizing grammar and punctuation and spacing. I mean, there, there there's some some creative tricks to the trade. Um, and so you just have to learn and you have to just observe. And then you have to, after that, you have to try. Yeah. And, and, and before you become successful, you often have to, I don't like the F word, the fail word, but you do have to, you know, fall, fall on your face a bit and, and put some messages out there or, or craft some messages. And sometimes it's not going to get the engagement that you want, but that's okay. Um, uh, the next one may hit, right? Uh, and, and sometimes we just don't know what the algorithm world is doing. And, and, and you just have to trust that. But ultimately, if you're putting out a message uh, that's authentic and, and, and true to you, then that's all you can do. Don't, don't do it for, for clicks or posts or, or, or likes or engagement. Um, do it because whatever message you're crafting means the world to you. And, and you'd like the world to know uh, what that message is. And if it gets no engagement, Learn from that. Um, understand your community, what your community and network is telling you that they're not interested in in in, in that message, and and be aware of that. But that's okay. That still meant the world to you. I think a lot of people really get discouraged um, by a lack of engagement, and I think that's just become the social media user uh, experience. Is God forbid you don't get you know any engagement in any post that you put, whether it be on Facebook, Instagram. LinkedIn, you're really discouraged. And I think it's just an opportunity to kind of take a, take a step back, reevaluate the content. Um, and maybe it was posted at the wrong hour or, um, you know, the content, the angle of the photography was not ideal. There's a lot of nuance to it, right? But at the end of the day, as professionals, you know, I don't think it's important for your average person to really get caught up in, in the technicalities of that. I think I'm speaking a lot more to the creative types and the marketers, but to those who are on the operation side or, or those who who, you know, just operate a business, um, don't worry about any of that. And, and frankly, you don't even have to push any content. Just participate in the party, um, enjoy other people's content. Content is not for everyone. Uh, you don't have to publish content, in my opinion, um, but participate in the party, in the community, in the network, and, and you'll feel a part of it. And, and frankly, I'll tell you, those who participate and engage with a lot of the stuff that I do, although maybe they don't post content, I know who you are, I know your face, um, we're probably, you know, there's probably a, a DM message that has happened. Um, I probably, you know, thank you for your engagement or whatever the case is. That's okay. You mean, you mean the same amount to me, uh, than you would if you post something or you don't. Um, so, so it's not about who can post the most creative 
you know, posts and get the most likes and the most engagement. It's who's participating in the most selfless way in this community. And I tell you, if you're doing that, you're winning and you're probably building your network, which is key to winning. That's wonderful advice. And, you know, for me, I am in full transparency. We've talked about this. LinkedIn has been kind of a new endeavor for me. I'm not super consistent on there. I love watching you and a few others and kind of learning but it is, a, you know, it is a learning. And I think that that's what you what you shared is really good advice. You know, um, I think like for me, I have an easier time getting on camera and talking on an Instagram story. And I have fully embraced that. And my audience DMs me and we talk through there. And LinkedIn has been a learning curve. So you, just as a learner, I would agree with those sentiments is, is the more that I practice and the more that I'm learning and willing to learn and just saying like, you know, this was on my heart today. I'm going to post that. If it doesn't land, sometimes it lands with one person. And to me, that was like, that was awesome. Like it connected with one person and something else I found. And I don't know if you know this, see this to be true on multiple platforms is there's a lot of people that won't necessarily comment or engage, but they're following, they're watching, they're listening. And it can be for many reasons. Some are just not comfortable doing it. But I have noticed that when I post then something random that resonates, they'll send a message and say, I have just loved your content for years. And I'm like, I know you've been around for years, but I've never heard you comment. So I think also don't get discouraged. There's some that are maybe watching, but they're not commenting. Have you seen that to be true also? Well, I mean, the algorithm and and and, and the data shows that, Barbara, and you know, I'm sure you sort of review as you should as a marketer, you know, your content and, and the engagement in your content, not, not that that's the purpose, but for the learning tool that is the analytics that, that are provided on some of those platforms. But absolutely, the, you know, I may get a post that has 10 to 15,000 views and, you know, uh, I don't know, a couple hundred likes and, and a, you know, a few comments or whatever the case is, but that's 15,000 eyeballs that have seen that post. Now, not everybody wants to participate in it for a combination of reasons. Uh, I, I think the term is, you know, lurkers, uh, and that's okay. You know, like that—that's—that's that, that's a space that all we all sort of find ourselves in on occasion. Um, but I too have had that experience that they'll send you a direct message or something offline, or you run into them at an event or a conference, and they'll just be the nicest people in the world. And and you've you've seen them or you've you've maybe come across them, but you've never engaged with them and. And, and, and some message sort of struck a chord or a nerve with them and they, they, they want to tell you about that. And that, that's a wonderful experience as well. So, but, but again, it's not, it's not what we do it for. Uh, I know that's not why you do what you do. It's surely not what I do. I have a day job. I have a very important job. I have a lot of things I'm responsible for, a lot of people I'm responsible for. Um, and, and so it just happens to be, uh, for lack of a better word, probably a hobby that has sort of taken a bit, uh, a, a bit of momentum. And, and I tell people often, especially those who may be critical of what I do is, uh, you know, bear with me and, and give me a bit of grace as I'm trying to navigate this new world of engagement that, that has been thrust upon me, um, in a positive way, but, but it's, it's new territory for me as well. I, I, I like everyone else just probably a few years ago, just were grinding in the day job and participated in the network, just like you did, but, but things have happened, you know, for me in a, in a positive way and lots of engagement. And, and so it, it's also uh, challenged me to lean into it, um, to also, uh, if I have any gifts in life, to be able to sort of give them uh, the, the best, thing about gifts is to give them back. And so I've, I've, uh, I've really adopted that message and, and it really makes me feel 
um, that I'm doing some good in the world. So that's interesting that you bring that up because I was going to ask you that question. How do you navigate this perceived persona that is Tony? And because I know you, I know that they're one in the same at the same time being in a situation similar I understand that as leaders and having a day job, we still have to deal with employee challenges. There's still conversations that aren't so fun to have and that, you know, are, are you've got to navigate through. So my question is, if somebody sees your persona and they think, oh man, it's Tony, he's always positive. He's a cheerleader for the onsite team. How do you balance that with the operations, Tony, that has to make sometimes hard decisions and then people might feel like, oh, that's not what you're putting out there. Well, I'll tell you this, um, what I think a persona does, and you may, you may also understand this, is to me, the positive persona that I have in the world holds me accountable to being that every day in every interaction. And I'll, and I'll give you an example, you know, here at RPM, it's been a wonderful experience, but I'll tell you early on when I would put in a support ticket for, for a password or a username or something I, I needed some help with, there would be on a few occasions, a few of the sweet, sweet folks here at RPM on the administrative side that were responding to tickets, and they would say something really kind, like, is this Tony that I'm speaking with? Or, it, it, you know, and and I, in, in one moment, I'm also, I'm so... I'm almost embarrassed to be honest sometimes when I get that reply, but but I'm flattered, I'm honored that they know my name. But at the same time, it, in that particular situation, it was an urgent situation where I needed the password very quickly. Uh, and so, but but because of all of this, it's really continued to hold me accountable to being uh, who people believe I am. But at the end of the day, it, it is who I am. And, and, and you, you, I'd like to think you know that and my friends and family know that as well. And it, it means the world to me, but it also helps hold me accountable in real life uh, to be that positive person. Because yes, I'm human like everyone else, obviously. And and um, do I have bad days? Sure, uh, just like everyone else. But um, the people that I'm around every day, I know they're watching me. I know they're seeing, you know, does he really handle these things with, with optimism and positivity and with a smile? And um, I'd like to think more often than not, I do. Um, but of course, I'm not perfect either, nor do I strive to be. Um, but for the most part, uh, I would, to answer your question, Barbara, all of that, um, there was a moment where I think I felt the pressure of it. I, I've, I've transferred that energy into allowing it to hold me accountable uh, to being the person that um, I want to be and I want to continue to strive to be and the person I want to you know, become as well. And I want to get better every day. I love that perspective because I think, like you said, you could be handicapped by it, but instead it's now become the motivator to make sure that everything is aligning. And in interviews past, I know you've shared that just because you have this message that you're sharing, it doesn't mean you're not holding others accountable and you're not having those conversations that sometimes are tough. And, you know, you love, you're great at giving feedback. And even though it's kind, it has to sometimes be direct. So I feel like both of those things can exist and they're not in isolation of each other. You can have a personal brand and you can still have hard conversations. Yeah. And this is something, you know, to, to my point earlier, I mean, this is something that I'm also navigating. Believe me, I've gotten the feedback that, oh, I thought you were nice, you know, <laughs> when I had to to provide some some honest feedback. In, in my mind, the feedback is always very nice. Nice is nice is not uh 
is not correlated to to direct or indirect. And frankly, I think people are looking for more direct feedback than than ever before. Um, but listen, when I when I get those comments and I get feedback, you know, I I, I do try to take the time to to take some self inventory to think about, you know, was I kind or nice in that interaction? Um, could I have been kinder or nicer? Um, could I have been more direct? Could I have been more articulate in my feedback? Maybe, 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 and maybe, uh, and, and, and probably, uh, and, and that's okay. And that, that ultimately, I think, is just making me better. And, you know, as, as I grow and learn and make mistakes, uh, I'm just sharing them along the journey along the way. Uh, it happens to be on LinkedIn, but those who follow me on other social channels know that, that I'm pretty transparent there. There's a lot more family stuff and other things there. Um, but um, but I, I, I don't claim perfection. I don't claim to be the smartest, the best at my job. Um, I, I just claim to be, frankly, you know, you know, me and and um, and and I and I feel very comfortable with that. And so um, and I'm just trying to inspire other people just to be themselves. So let's leave the audience with one actionable type of a thing for someone that is perhaps let's talk to those in mid-level -man mid management or even on-site that are thinking, okay, 2023 is the year that I'm going to brand myself. How would you uh, encourage someone to be conscious of things in their surroundings in their day-to-day -day that can provide valuable content? Well, I think it starts, I think it starts with them identifying who me is. Uh, and I think they need to take a moment, uh, go on a deserted island and and sip a pina colada and find that out. Just kidding. I mean, you would really, I think you just need to take some quiet time to really ask yourself what means the most to you and and who are you and what are you good at and what are you not so good at and what do you love and and, and what are some things that, that, you know, what are some pet peeves and those are okay too. And then I think, you know, that message, you know, when you do that and you, and you genuinely do that and um, you take the time to do that with very thoughtful approach. I, I, I think I think your message starts coming together, right? I think I think your message of of who you are uh, comes together, and then at that point you have to say, who do you want to know? Like, who is this audience that you want to know about? You know, these things that you've just discovered or or put on paper, um, and then I think that helps you will direct you what channel to go, right? LinkedIn may not be for everybody. Uh, social media, frankly, just may not be for everybody. Um, but but I think once you identify who you are and your core values and beliefs, and, and then I think the most important question is then who do you want to know? Now, maybe you want a whole bunch of professional people to know. Maybe you want your next hiring manager to know. Maybe you want your peers because you're, you're mad at something, you know, and you want them to know about it. Um, I don't know, but but I think you need to determine your audience and who you want to know about what you've just discovered in yourself. And then that will give you, I think, the steps on how to go about doing it. You know, for us, we've talked about LinkedIn and social media. Uh, and so, you know, the next steps with that is start to join the party, participate, engage, and then start crafting, crafting content, right? Start writing a little bit, taking some risks, uh, falling on your face some, learning, listening, uh, direct messaging Barbara and saying, hey, how do I do this, right? Um, uh, you know, learn from those who have made the mistakes before you and, and those who seem to be genuine and, and willing to give you feedback and, and listen. Uh, and, and in doing that, give yourself some time too. Don't put yourself into a box of my 60, 90 day plan of building an audience. You know, it just takes time, you know, and to the old adage of, you know, uh, you know, 
probably you and I are both 20 year overnight successes, right? I mean, it, it, it does not happen overnight. It really doesn't. People just may have stumbled across you, but uh, we've been working hard at, at our day jobs every day for a long time. So, so be patient with yourself, um, but learn more about yourself and who you are and the, the message that you want to communicate to the world. And then, you know, you be you and go out there and accomplish that. This has been such valuable information. I think for anyone listening that is scared, nervous, this is a way to just know, hey, we're, we're navigating that. Tony's navigating that. And for those listening, I really believe that 2023 is going to be the year of branding your most valuable asset, you, which is a little hint. If you guys want this show to continue, what do, what do we think, Tony? Where should they see us? Well, I, I think they're going to have a chance possibly in the dirty south of Atlanta uh, in June. So we're really excited about taking the show on the road. So the Tony and Barbara show that the, I can't yeah, we're, wait. We're excited. I, I, I do sense as do you. And, and I think your fingers on the pulse even more than I, you know, I do think this, this understanding of personal messaging and personal branding is, is key. And it's not to, it's not to leave your day job. It's, it's to keep your day job and, and to, to make the impact in a very positive way. I have no intention of going anywhere. Uh, the impact I can make uh, is so great here. And I just, uh, just hope to continue to make it uh, where I'm at. Beautiful. This was a great conversation. And I look forward to continuing this conversation with you and with everyone that is listening in Atlanta and throughout the year. I think we're just going to be talking and seeing a lot more about this. And um, yeah, but let's not wait like two and a half, three years to do this again. <laughs> well, there's a whole pandemic in there. But... <laughs> That's true. That's true. Thanks so much, Tony, for joining me. And this is our last episode of 2022. I wanted to make sure we ended on a bang. So this is the best way to do it. Bang. <laughs>